Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Blog Talk Radio. You think you know me? think you know me, but you have no idea. Welcome to this episode of the Big Dog's Yard. The yard is opening and I'm off my leash. I'm back. Um, It's been about 10 months. So finally the dog is back. The yard is open. That gate's been locked for almost a year. And my chain's been rattling back and forth, and I finally took it off, and I finally opened the door, and here we are. This is a bitter, you know, bittersweet um, episode for me. Um, I want to get into my topics for today and the, the main topic of course um I need to I want to need to I should talk through my my, my issues why I've been away so long. Those of you who've listened to the show before and even know me personally know that um and at the end of September of last year, 2015, my my wife Cynthia passed away unexpectedly um, from a pulmonary embolism following the ankle surgery. Um, I went to work one day. I left for work in the morning and came home and had to go to the hospital. And a day later, um she was gone. So I'm uh, a single father of two girls, two beautiful girls that she gave me. And the struggle is real, people. And please don't, uh, please don't think it's not. Uh, I never realized how much she did for us and took care of us until I had to take care of everything myself. And it has truly been a struggle. And as they say, it's a day-to-day process, but I don't mind telling you it is a hour-by-hour, moment-by-moment process at times. It has been very painful. It has been 
I, I have traveled to some dark places in my in my spirit, in my in my mind. I I, I feel I weep for my children, for what they're going through, more so than I for myself. Uh, as much as it hurts me, it hurt. I know that they are my girls are. Torn to pieces. I mean, losing a parent as a child is is um, a devastating thing, and can have a profound effect on you for years to come. So, um, pray for my children. And um, but. I think I, I think I, I need to be clear about some things. I'm an angry, angry person. And those of y'all who know me a long time know I've been angry my whole life. And some of y'all know exactly why I've been angry my whole life. There are a lot of things that have gone on in my life that have uh, set me off or have caused me to just be hypervigilant. And instead of being, you know, one of those people that is afraid of everything, I'm just pissed off all the time. <laughs> so, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm still very, very angry about this situation. Um, when I think about all the things that went into it, my, my, you know, my wife had been out of work for almost eight years, trying to start her own business, trying to be a Entrepreneur and things just kept stopping us, stopping her. Um, you know, we we lost our we lost our house. We had to, you know, almost a foreclosure on our house, so we had to move and um, downsize to an apartment. And you know, we lost our car. I mean, there was there was some struggles, and I, again, I'm not comparing my struggles to anybody else's because the truth of the matter is somebody had it worse. But we still were going through some things and those, again, some of y'all know exactly what we went through because you've either talked to me or you talked to her. Some people who say they love us and love me and have, have had our back, so to speak, have no idea what we went through still thinking everything has been perfect because we didn't complain. Um, after moving, you know, we, I was fortunate, I was fortunate that um, I still had a full-time job and still have a full-time job and also a part-time job. And She finally was able to get a full-time job and was starting to find her niche again with working every day and she was affecting change and affecting people people's lives as a as a admissions director for a private school, the very school I coach at, the very school my youngest daughter goes to, and she was beginning to rediscover herself and was being hindered by the pain in her and her ankle, so she, you know, she opted for an arthroscopic, a simple 
arthroscopic procedure, which ended up taking her life. And I lost her just days before what would have been our 20th wedding anniversary. And just a week shy of my youngest daughter's birthday, So I'm not going to lie to you people And I want you to bear with me I'm angry and I'm angry For right or for wrong And I know you know we're not supposed to be But I'm angry with God And I've been angry with God And he and I haven't been speaking Like we used to speak I mean I, I was never I'm, I'm a Christian I believe in God I believe in Jesus And I believe in, the, and I believe in prayer I believe in the power of prayer Now I've never been one of those who, you know, I don't pray as much as I should. I don't read my Bible as much as I should or as much as we're told we should. But I also know that I don't necessarily treat people badly, like some people who do that every single day. So it's not necessarily what you do in that respect that makes you a Christian or makes you a good person. But my prayers have been less since I lost her because I had to accept that it was time for her to go home, but I couldn't accept why he was taking her. I couldn't accept why he wanted my children to suffer this pain. We don't question God is what people have been telling me. And I want you to understand that I have I have the utmost I love the Lord but I but my humanity the human part of me is struggling still to know why this happened what lesson is going to be learned what good is going to come out of it in the long run? And some good did actually come out of it, believe it or not. But I'm still angry because I still see my children suffering and crying and almost staring at the door waiting for their mother to come home. And as we continue to go through her belongings to decide what to keep and what to give away, I see it on their faces that they're afraid we're just going to give away everything that belonged to their mother and they'll be forced to forget about her, which they will never do. But I see it. And they don't want any parts of it. As I, as I say, you know, we're going to go through some stuff. My oldest says, okay, Dad, we'll do it. And you can see the hesitation because she can't handle it. And truth be told, I'm having trouble handling it myself. So I'm still angry. Not because I have to quote unquote step up, you know, not because I got to put my big boy draws on and 
be the only parent that they have and take care of everything that needs to be taken care of. That's not why I'm upset. I'm angry because my children are hurting and I can't stop it. I'm angry because I feel like if he was going to take anybody, he should have took me. Not that I deserve to go to heaven more than anybody else. But if anybody should be here with their children, it should be her. So I'm still angry. And I promised myself I would not spend the entire episode talking about this. And as I come up on almost 15 minutes of talking about this, I'm going I'm going I'm going to I'm going to wrap this part up because I need to. But I want those of you who know me, those of you who may not know me, but all of you who listen to this to please understand I am not disrespecting the Lord. I'm not doubting the Lord. I'm just my humanity is still at the forefront. My pain is still at the forefront as I watch my children suffer. And if you cannot understand that and you have an issue with me being angry and an issue with me trying to come to grips with this, with the purpose of what has happened, you can back the hell off of me. Don't question You don't question other people's pain until you go through that pain because everybody's pain is different. Everybody takes things differently. And while I leave here every day and go to work and go through my day and, you know, most people look at me and they say, he seems to be fine. The torment, the tornado that still is spinning inside of me is real. Uh, I have to A lot of people have been very supportive Of my family A lot of different uh, People, a lot of different things I could Take the next 15 minutes trying to name everybody So I'm not going to do that But those of you who I have personally talked to Who have come by here personally to check on me Who have called me, texted me Emailed me, whatever with your encouragement and your prayers and your, your your professions of love for me and my, my children, I thank you all so very much. My my daughter's school, who took good care of her, both of my daughter's schools, who made counselors available for them and bent over backwards to make sure that they were to take some time off and ease their way back into school and made sure that they were not by themselves and, actually sent dinners to my family for an entire month. I thank you for over a month. I thank you so very much. Through it all, my older sister, Christine, was a rock for me. And the good thing, the the best thing so far, to come out of this entire situation 
is my new friend who was a was a friend of my family already but has now become my good friend probably my best friend and she's had my back and she's helped take care of my kids she supported me she's told me sometimes putting boots to the dog's ass to get me moving in the right direction when I seem to be floundering. But all the time delivering it with the with love and 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 support. So CJW, I hope you listen to this. And I hope you know how much you truly mean to me and my family. And we all love you very, very much. So now that I got the personal out the way, and we got a little bit of time left, let, let, let me let me dig into something else. Let me dig into something else that's been going on in the Black Lives, Blue Lives, All Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Blue lives matter. All lives matter. What's the issue? People who have an issue with black lives matter seem to be upset because somebody's standing up for black lives. We are not saying, no one's saying that only black lives matter, and nobody's saying that black lives are more important than anybody else's. What we're saying to you is our lives matter also. Because that's what it seems to be the issue is that our lives just don't matter. Whether we're being killed by police officers, whether we're being killed by other black people, whether we're being killed by, uh, you know, racism, someone busting into a church, shooting up the church and killing us. Whatever the situation seems to be is that when a black person loses their life, as far as the country is concerned, it doesn't matter. I mean, nothing nothing is really even, nothing displays that more than that whole situation with the, the, the gorilla situation when the child fell into the gorilla uh, en- en- encasement at the zoo and, you know, everybody was so concerned and initially... The, the people thought this was a white child Because when you listen to the audio And you heard his mom People said oh she didn't sound like a black woman And it, it was concerned I mean everybody was so concerned I mean also concerned about the You know the shooting of the gorilla Which I don't understand I mean it's a child's life Or the gorilla's life I'm sorry I, I love animals but the kid Has got to come first But yet But yet, um, once it became clear that this was a African American child, suddenly some a lot of hatred came out of nowhere about his parents and what you know. Why did they do this and why did they do that? And suddenly, it was even worse that we killed the gorilla because you know you killed this gorilla to save some little nigga. But they were willing to kill as many alligators as it took to find the little white child. 
that was missing. Think about that. Think about that. They killed one gorilla to save one black child, and all hell broke loose. They were willing to kill as many gators as necessary, as they said it, to find that one white child. Now, I would have done either way. I would have shot the gorilla, white child, black child, whatever, and I would have killed as many gators as I needed to to find the missing child. I wouldn't care what color they were. But as we say Black Lives Matter, we're not, again, no one is saying, at least no one with a brain, is saying that black lives are more important. We're saying our lives also matter. So maybe it was worded in, or maybe we have to say Black Lives Matter too. And maybe sometimes a simple word can change the whole context. And maybe that's maybe we need to change it to Black Lives Matter too. T O O for those of you who want to make a sign and spell it wrong. Black Lives Matter as well. Black Lives Matter also. We got to be clear when we're dealing with the people who we're dealing with. Do blue lives matter? Absolutely. I have friends and family that are police officers. And I heard, and every time I hear about an officer shooting, especially here in Philadelphia, I worry that it's one of them. You know, when you have family and friends that are police officers, you learn what district they work in. And when you hear that it was a shooting in the 39th police district or the, the 15th or whatever police district, and you say to yourself, well, that's not the district he works in. Okay, he should be okay. You hope that, that your people are not involved in these things. And I have the utmost respect for law enforcement officers because I wanted to be one. But the reality is, they're tripping. The reality is, some of them are killing us. And, and, and it's not new. It's just the prevalence of cell phone cameras have now brought it completely to the forefront. But none of this is new. But none of it justifies anybody black, white, whatever, going on a hunting spree, shooting cops, because you're not going to win. You're not going to win because eventually they're just going to bring more, it's just going to bring more down on those of us who are trying to either be peaceful protesters or making change within our community based on our works or whatever, even trying to build the relationship and the bridge with the police, when these type of things happen, you erode the trust that you're trying to build. We need to go back to the old days when the, when, when the police officers were known by the community. You know, just, and I, they tried to do some of that with the foot patrols and that stuff, but that comes, that's a personality thing. We need to be checking these guys and these ladies and these, and these men who are becoming police officers to see if they even have what it takes to talk to people. Because the most effective thing about being a police officer, in my opinion, is diffusing situations, not escalating situations. Your gun should be your last resort. That's why you have a nightstick, you have a taser, you know, you have your mouth. You know, you have all these things that you can use before you reach 
for deadly force. And I understand, you know, when you're not in a situation, it's not a you know split second. I understand all that. I personally am one of the few people that will say, if I'm a cop and somebody's coming toward me with a gun, I'm telling you to drop it one time and then I'm shooting. And then people will say, oh, you should have waited. You don't, you can't wait. You can't wait for the person with the gun to start to explain why they have the gun. You can't because your life will be in danger. But I believe that there are situations where people are getting killed that should never happen that have nothing to do with an armed person. We see too many unarmed people getting killed. So black lives matter also. Blue lives, whatever that means, to to whoever. Police lives matter also because all lives matter, period. That's really what it comes down to. If you have respect for human life in general, then we didn't we shouldn't need to say black lives matter and blue lives and red lives and yellow any other lives you want to throw in there shouldn't matter if we have respect for human life, which we as an American society have suddenly we don't have like we did in the past. And that's a whole other show. You know I don't have no problem doing one. But that's my opinion on that. Black Lives Matter also. Blue Lives Matter also. All Lives Matter. Period. Deal with that. Now the last the last topic I wanna get to, which is probably gonna be a little controversial. I was I was listening to the to the minister uh Farrakhan the other day and he was speaking about High-paid slaves, and at first I thought, oh, here he goes again. Like, who he coming for? But he made a whole lot of sense when you think about, you know, football players, basketball players, and you know, when you when you go to these, the the combine or you go to to work out for these coaches and whatever, you, you know, they putting you through your paces and they they trying to see how big you are, how strong you are, and how much you can do this and how much you can bench press and how many shots you can make in 20 minutes and how fast you can run. They did the same thing when they put us on the auction block. They walk around and see how, how big our muscles are and how, 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 how strong they thought, how many bales of cotton we could, we could lift and how many babies we can make. And, mm. And they pay us, you know, they're, they're paying millions and millions upon millions for these for these guys to, to play these sports, and so many of them are afraid to open their mouth for fear of what white man ain't gonna want you no more. You signed the contract, he gotta pay you. So you signed a, a hundred and forty million dollar contract. Oh hell! You signed a you signed a twenty five million dollar contract. You should never have to work again. So if you sign a five year contract that's worth twenty five million dollars, maybe thirty million dollars, you surround yourself with the right people. You can do whatever the hell and say whatever the hell you need to say. Be be proactive in your community. Do what you got to do. And when them five years is up, if he decide if master decide he, your career is over. You got $30 million. 
You done invested that money. The money's making money, and now you can tell Master to shove it up his ass because you paid me to do what I what you wanted me to do. I did what I needed to do for you, but you wanted me to be a good house nigga and not say nothing because you paying me millions to perform a task that you can't do. And then as soon as you are no longer any good to them, you get traded, you get cut, and God forbid you get into some type of, uh, you know, legal issue when they can find a way to get rid of you. You are their property. A high-priced lady. Only if you, I mean, you, it's, it's a job. Don't get me wrong. It's a job. But if you're not willing and able to, to speak your mind when you see injustice, when you know something is wrong and you're not willing to speak out about it because you're afraid that he gonna, he going, the master going to be mad, that's what you are. You're no longer an employee. You are now a high-priced million-dollar slave. I'm probably going to do another show about that later. I wanted to throw it. I didn't want to spend the whole show talking about me, talking about my grief. So I had to, I had to touch on some other stuff. So, but we going we, you know me. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit on this stuff again because it's gonna come up again. Thank you so much for giving me this time, allowing me this time. For those of you who listen, thank you. Those of you who, you know, it was good to be back. I don't know when I'll be back again, but it won't be. It definitely won't be a year. So for right now, the yard is closed. Please shut my gate on the way up. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.